Today, I have five tips to help you grow your business if you are just starting out or thinking about starting a business. So stick with me. Welcome to The Inspired Way, the podcast and leaders community for heart-centered women with a big vision and drive to make a difference in the world. This podcast is for you if you're ready to create rapid results and flow in your life, business, or career. I'm your host, CJ Rivard, with over 25 years in executive leadership. I bring practical business and leadership advice combined with personal growth strategies, energy alignment, and manifestation techniques to help conscious female leaders, business owners, and entrepreneurs live their most expansive and abundant life. Join us weekly for actionable tips and insights from myself and the brilliant guest experts I interview to help you create aligned success. Visit theinspiredwave.com for more free resources and information. Now is the perfect time for you to take aligned action toward living your soul's purpose. And I'm so excited you're here. I am specifically talking to service-based entrepreneurs. If you are a coach or consultant, a therapist, counselor, healer, this will definitely pertain to you. You may be location, like local-based, or you could be online-based. You will find tips here that would apply in either of those scenarios. And so to start with, let me just address the whole location versus online question in case you haven't decided for sure. I really think this could play into the market research that you need to do. There are some people that will not come to see you or be comfortable seeing you if they can't see you in person. So that's a question. Who are you serving and are they comfortable working online or do you need a physical location to serve those people? Are they able to get online? You know, there's a whole segment of the population and we forget, you know, if you're someone who's comfortable online, we can forget that there's a whole segment of the population who is not comfortable online. And so navigating something like finding services and getting on a Zoom call could be a barrier that they're not willing to work through and they only want to come see you if you're in person. But the other barrier to in-person for you would be the investment that it takes because you need to find a space you can rent, whether that's an office or a retail space or whatever it is you're setting up. You need to find the space and have some upfront capital to invest before you get the clients in the door. You may need to outfit the space with furniture and technology. You may need to create a sign so people can find you and they know you're open. All kinds of additional expenses that go into a physical location that you won't have if you just want to start up online. So that's one of the barriers. But there's also a lot of amazing, good things about having an in-person business and feeling like you are really part of a community and being able to interact with people in person. So a lot of that, it will depend on your potential clients, but also on your preferences and how you work best and how you want to interact with your clients and customers. 
So the other thing I want to point out, and this consider this a bonus tip, this isn't one of the five, but to begin with, the business that you have in mind, is it really a service-based business or is it product-based? And I want to point this out because depending on your personality style, this could make a difference. So I am a DISC behavioral style consultant, and DISC is a personality style framework and communication style framework we use to identify how people like to work and communicate with others. And it has a lot to do with finding our strengths, our superpowers as well. So if your style, and you'll know this without taking an assessment, if your style really leans toward preferring to work with people, then you probably want something really service-based versus product. If you prefer to work on tasks, you need to look at how much people interaction is in, you know, is a necessary component of your business. Because your zone of genius lies in one of those areas, but not both. I made this mistake, which is why I'm sharing it with you. My first business, I was a digital marketing consultant and I love marketing and I'm really good at it. But come to find out, it doesn't mean that's all I should be doing (laughs) because even though there were customers involved and customer service involved, the majority of my time was focused on tasks, creating websites, social media campaigns, email campaigns. So I was working on tasks and it was product specific rather than really interacting with people and services, delivering services. So keep that in mind because it doesn't matter. One's not better than the other, but depending on your personality style long term to be really happy, you need to be leaning into your zone of genius. So know what that is and know that that's a primary component of how you're going to be working and showing up in your business. Okay, so my tip number one, and this may sound like a no-brainer, but trust me, it gets overlooked a lot. Treat your business like a business. Go into it knowing, even if you are a one-woman show right now, you're a solopreneur, treat it like a business. And that means knowing that your biggest asset is you, your time, your skills. And so you need to honor that and not waste your time doing things that aren't in your zone of genius. And I mention this because most entrepreneurs start out as solopreneurs. And that's okay for a short amount of time if you don't have a big you know, capital investment you can make to get your business up and running with a team, that's fine. And it's a good way to learn every aspect of the business, which you as the owner need to know. You need to know sales and marketing or you won't have a business. You need to know the numbers and the accounting and bookkeeping end or you won't have a business. You need to know customer service and what your customers really want and how to create that relationship with them, or you won't have the best business. So there's nothing wrong with that. But over time, you need to really 
be stingy with where you're putting your time and attention and be willing to invest in your business, whether that's, you know, additional subcontractor help or hiring staff to free you up so that you can focus your time on your zone of genius. So that comes with operating a business. And I just want to point that out because that's not where most solopreneurs, right, start. So see how, just keep that in mind and how quickly you can get to that point where you're not doing everything. Because if you can sub something out for minimum wage, isn't that better? Isn't your time worth more than that? So my second tip, and this may also sound like a no-brainer, but it does get overlooked. You want to make sure you have a business plan and a marketing plan and you've done your market research. I can't tell you how often these get overlooked. Again, because you're starting something all by yourself, so it doesn't necessarily seem or feel it's not a big business. And you think of those things as having to do with a big business. If you're a solopreneur and you have an idea in your head, isn't that enough? Well, probably not. You want to get it out of your head and on paper so that you can track it and adapt it and really look at the big picture and identify where the gaps are and adjust course as you need to. You might also, as early on as possible, want a mentor to have a look at that business plan and that marketing plan and give you ideas or make sure it's making sense. And I'm not saying that you need to invest money in hiring a coach or mentor right away. You can find free resources to help you with this in your local community. But another set of eyes, maybe you have a good friend who is experienced in business and can just give you another perspective. It's hugely helpful. So get it on paper and then get another set of eyes on it. But someone that you can trust that isn't just your partner or best friend who is going to say, hey, good job and go on with it. You know, you want a discerning eye that will give you feedback from an objective point of view. All right. So let's see. That was my second tip. My third tip is to know the problem that you solve, your business or service or programs that you're delivering, what the problem is you're solving and who it's for. Now, this goes back to your market research, of course, but a lot of people, even when you have an idea of this, can't articulate it. And if you can't articulate it, you are going to avoid going out and talking about it. And if you can't talk about it, how is anyone going to know, you know, to send you referrals? That is probably the first way that new businesses get customers or clients. So if you can't articulate what it is you're doing and for whom, your friends or family can't refer clients to you. So that is a big first step that a lot of people 
it's not that they completely avoid it or overlook it, but they kind of push it off for down the road and they start doing things like a website or a logo, which just is not important when you first get started. So eventually you want to do that, but it is not the first thing you need to be doing. So that brings me to my fourth tip, which is to listen to your intuition and don't get stuck on the busy treadmill doing all the things or listening to all the gurus out there. You can go down, there's so much information out there. You can go down so many rabbit holes and it's not necessary, or you can get into that imposter syndrome of, well, I don't know enough yet. I need to go research this more or learn more about X, Y, and Z. I need to work on my messaging more. I need to do all these things when you really don't. You just need to get started because until you start, you're not going to be getting that feedback to know where you might want to adjust things, tweak your messaging and whatnot. So don't get stuck on the busy treadmill. A lot of times that is fear keeping you distracting yourself or, you know, finding excuses to not do what you need to do to put your services out there. Don't get caught up in that. So I want to talk a minute specifically about the technology rabbit hole, which will trip you up even if you have a local, you know, location-based business. Because we all need a web presence, right? And definitely, if you're creating a sign for a location-based business, you feel like you need a logo and, you know, you want everything to be perfect. And I just invite you to question all of that. It may be the right next step for you to work on, but it may not. I know that a lot of times businesses, as soon as you start getting clients in the door, Things evolve and you end up even just a few months down the road focusing on a slightly different business or a different target client than you started out with. And so sometimes it's helpful to have that client feedback first before you spend a lot of time developing a website or your messaging or your logo, that kind of thing. So you do need to have an online presence. I'm not saying that, but you can start with a free one pager on about me, especially if you are a personal brand. You can start with profiles on social media. I will say that LinkedIn has really great optimization on the search engine. So if somebody's looking for you, if it's a personal brand or your business, if you have a business page on LinkedIn, those will come up, you know, in the very top of the search because they're just well optimized. So, you know, you can utilize that before you have a website because that is either a big time or a big financial commitment and sometimes both. So don't put off going out there and getting clients because you don't have a website yet. That's something that can evolve with you. The other thing I want to point out here that goes back to the rabbit holes and not, not getting caught up in them, a lot of people get into overthinking and analysis paralysis and 
you know, these are people who really put a high value in perfection. They want everything to be just right. And there's nothing wrong with having high standards and knowing that you're not going to put substandard stuff out into the world. But typos happen. There's You don't need to wait for perfect. And I can't stress this enough because so many people get caught up in, you know, what if it's not perfect? It's just not quite right. It's just not quite ready. And they don't put themselves out there. And again, I think that's fear that is creating that block and allowing them to get into analysis paralysis and indecision on things like what are the colors I want for my brand and my website. And they those things just don't matter. Eventually they will, but not when you're just starting. You can just skip right past that and start serving people because that's why you want to get into business to begin with. Just start serving people. So my last tip, and this is probably the most important, you want to manage your energy. And you may have heard me talk about this before. If you aren't moving forward, even though you're taking action, there's a good chance that there's something off in your energy. Now, your business is a separate energy from you, but it comes from you, right? It's a part of you. Now, it can have energetic projections from customers or prospects that are separate from you, but your energy is what drives the show. So if there's a sticking point somewhere, you might need to look at your set points and your limits, whether it's a financial limit or you know the number of customers that you can get in the door limit. There may definitely be an upper limit that's coming up for you. And, you know, in my membership, the Rising Tide Sisterhood, we focus on every area, even though everyone is in business or they have a business, we focus on different areas in our lives because they all interact. And if you have made a breakthrough and you're starting to get going in one area, like in your business, something else could, like the floor falls out from under you in a particular area because you've reached your upper limit. So we want to support all of the areas of our lives and raise them all together. And if you're running up against a wall or things are just feeling a little sticky, there are probably There's some energetic resistance or they may be some limiting beliefs that are keeping you from busting through that set point and going to the next level and then holding the energy of that next level, holding that abundant place with more clients and more money coming in and that successful business you want to have. So if you'd like to get out of wheel spinning and overwhelm and into flow, If that's where you find yourself right now, I really encourage you to seek help. You can sign up in the comments. There's a link for my next free Aligned Success Blueprint Masterclass. Or if you would like to get started and moving more quickly, 
you can reach out to me for information on some of my other products and services. So I hope you found this helpful. I would love for you to join us in our Facebook group. There's a link in comments and let me know your top takeaway or if you have any questions. All right. Thanks for tuning in today. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening. If you're ready to take your growth, success, and manifesting skills to the next level while being supported by an encouraging sisterhood, I invite you to join the Rising Tide. Membership is now open and there's a link in the comments. Together we rise.